It's time for our weekly conversation with Root Sports' Brad Adam. Brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Now with Brad Adam, here's Puck and the Guest Man. Now remember, at 1220, uh, we're going to ask you a question, something that Brad's going to say during this award-winning segment. If you can remember, be the uh, the correct caller with the correct answer, you're going to win 50 bucks to John Howie Steak. So listen closely, all right, people? That's what we're trying to tell you. Brad joins us right now on the uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline, brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Hi, Brad. Hey, buddy. Hey, a quick quick question. You know, viewers have to call back at noon. Has there ever been a, a week that I haven't said anything worthwhile? Oh. You guys have to, like, kind of make something up? Well, every week we make something up. Yeah, every week. Yeah. <laughs> every week. By, by, and by the way, uh, uh, by the way, Superstar, you're on radio. It's listeners, not viewers. Nobody's watching us, oh, thank God. Me. Would you just listeners. Straight, oh, well, straighten you up podcast. over there. Don't you have a podcast? I don't uh, know. I mean, but we're going to be on Periscope soon enough. I mean, the whole thing. Everything's going to be on TV. I'm bro. Periscoping Puck right now, and nobody's. there's actually zero people <laughs> tuned in. Zero? Hey, what would you, Puck? What would you change with your wardrobe if you knew you were going to be on Periscope or TV? Uh, nothing. Or I wouldn't change anything. I, I'm going to dress like nice. the the 21 year old frat uh, guy in college that I dress like now. That my wife says every day when I leave the leave the house. What you are still dressed like you're in college. Like I know. It's what makes me the comfortable. Wazoo t-shirt. Right? Yeah, Waz- it's, it's, I'm wearing my Mike Price football camp fit. t-shirt today. Yeah, and they still fit. So tell your uh, wife that. That's yeah, good news. Nah, nah, it's it's tighter. Yeah, some better than others. Yeah, some better than others. Brad. <laughs> it's very. It's a casual. It's a casual day here. This is why we all chose radio. I don't want to be on TV. Great. I think you guys should have a casual day on TV. And I'm not just saying when you guys go to Texas and wear the polos. I'm just saying right. wear a wife beater or something on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would look. Sometimes we do go casual uh, below the waist. I will be honest. Oh. Sometimes, wow. especially wow. in studio, yeah, shorts, Mercy. shorts could be on sometimes. Yeah, you know the the the, the uh, pajama bottoms that they gave out the other day it was like that thirteen inning game. Sure, those might those might have been on at the end of the day. <laughs> how, I, how many times would you say? Because you're in Seattle, you're not you're not with the team because you you violated. We won't get into that what you violated, but. Uh, <laughs> How many times when you're behind the desk at, at Root Sports do you actually have suit pants on? Out of 10, how many times out of 10? Well, to be honest, it, it depends if I am going to be on the big demo wall that we have on the, Love the demo wall. half of our set. Right. Um, where we have to stand up and it's, it's full, obviously, head to toe. If, if I'm not, then I'm not. So I would say at least half, I would think. Jeans have to be worn at least half, I think. Right. What about shorts? Do yeah. you ever go full full shorts? Shorts. Uh, uh, I'd wear shorts every so night if I was if I had your job. Well, you know, it depends because the studio is so cold that yeah. um, a lot of times you, you want to wear pants. Yeah. It could be sweats. The studio so cold. Yeah. A lot of times you want to wear. Well, pants. they always keep the studios cold. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> back in the day, Valley was going commando. It didn't. It didn't prevent him. But he, yeah, it wouldn't care. bother. Wouldn't bother me at all. I. I would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. You go shorts every day. I'd love going. Yeah, I, I don't think I could work out there. I don't think they'd, they'd hire me out there. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that'd happen. That's what's holding you back, huh? That's the main thing that held back my code. TV career. It certainly wasn't thing. lack of talent. It was lack of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, big big series tonight uh, for the old Los Marineros, huh? I mean, it's just a little two-game, yeah. little little uh, wet your whistle, but it's a fun little two-game series. <laughs> and it's nice where, where you go in and you get Paxson on the mound. You guys have oh. talked about his numbers against Houston, just five earned runs in his last five turns. They get – now, it, it's – I don't know if I should say this, but the worst uh, two – Be careful. 
No, I know. No, hold on. The, the lesser two, I guess, of the Astros starting five, you get Keuchel and right. McCullers, who's still very good. But basically, they're. I mean, you look at the numbers, they're basically their four and five starters. So, no Verlander, again. You get Paxton and LeBlanc. Uh, then you go to Tampa and uh, finish out a four-game four game little uh, set there with the, the, probably the worst ballpark in the American League. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, and... and I heard you guys talking about you know wanting obviously to beat Houston. Yes, you you definitely want to, but you look at the month and how it sets up and it schedules harder. But what they did in May and and, and to get to this point, being 15 games over 500, it was so important. And that last homestand was so important to give themselves a cushion that if things do go south a little bit in June, which they could, um, that they are still well over 500, still in the driver's seat for that wild card. And, hey, maybe, yes, you guys know, maybe we don't say wild card anymore. Like Buner, we say, hey, let's do the division, right? Let's not talk Go all the way. What did he really say, Brad? Say it. Uh, (laughs) Say it. I I wasn't around. Oh, you know what he said. uh, Forget. What was that F word he said? Forget. Uh That's right. Mm -hmm. Forget the wild card. I think so. Well, you know, it's, it's great to watch. And like you guys said, hey, have fun. Enjoy it. And 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 who knows? Maybe, maybe it continues on. Maybe this is the year. They're smi- the gods smiling on the Mariners finally. Maybe it is. You know, one of the things we've talked about, Brad, is that uh, you know the the detractors are say, "Well, look at who the Mariners have played in May. They should have been winning games." On the on the flip side of that coin, Houston's been struggling of late, and they've struggled against Cleveland, the Yankees, and Boston. Houston has has had to step up their game over the last two weeks uh, against the the cream of the AL crop, and that's one of the reasons the M's have been able to rein them in. So I kind of dismissed earlier. I said, look, have fun and enjoy it. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Everybody has to play the schedule that's dealt out to them. But it is interesting to note that one of the things that's allowed Houston to come back to the pack here is they've had a rougher road the last two weeks than the M's have had. True, and and the Cleveland and New York on the road. Right, uh, and they right. split with Boston four games at home. So I, I do get that. But like you said, Every team in the AL West plays the same schedule. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now the Mariners, you know, giddy up this month against Boston and the Angels and the Yankees and, and, and Baltimore, well, luckily four in Baltimore. But, um, you know, winning on the road against those guys certainly aren't easy. Um, playing the East is going to be something different, especially on the road for the Mariners. But, you know, the, the way that they're winning games and, and the way that they're, that their belief in themselves right now and different guys stepping up and winning in different ways. You know, call me crazy a little bit, guys, but it reminds crazy. me a little bit of the, I know, the 0-1 team. It's just in the fact oh, that they're, oh, hold on, hold don't on. Don't you do Improb- it. Oh, improbable wins late, expect to win, coming through different guys. Now, it's just this stretch. Now, the 0-1 team did it all year, but just this stretch, this month, kind of felt like it. Am I crazy? Oh, you're starting to drink it. Right. I know, I am. It feels good. Oh, uh, Brad, I love it. Are you, it feels good, Jason. It are, feels good. Are you breaking out your two out so what t shirt? Oh, yes, Is that you what are. you're doing? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't Soto I Mojo. Pocket, Pocket still has his. I do. Yeah, so the, uh, two out so what? Refuse yeah. to lose. And all oh, that stuff. Yeah. I, love it. I don't know. I mean it's just it's just a good feeling. We haven't had it in a while, so it's just it's well. nice to that, that, that the belief is there. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, you'll get through these two games. I mean I think you we're going to find out a lot about them, and I think we have, well, here's, okay, what's the one thing we know about them already this year? Well, one, obviously, clearly, they're a good team. Two, their sure. perseverance. They have been able to 
overcome a lot of adversity so far in the season. The injuries and then the suspension mm-hmm. to Cano. And then I just want to mm-hmm. see now on the field. Okay, so we know this about them. I want to know on the field, where do they stack up when we put them against the teams that they're going to have to, you know, when they get in the postseason, they're going to have right. to compete if they get in there, not only against the Houston maybe, but uh, the Angels, well, they're going to compete with the Angels for a wild card spot, and then the Yankees mm-hmm. and the Red Sox. So this, from June 11th to June 24th, 13 games, they face the Angels, the Red Sox, and the Yankees in that, in that stretch. Now give me give me seven and six or six and seven. I'm good. I, I will walk yes. even if it's six and seven. I'm good with that. Absolutely, and even if it's not quite that, they're still they're still going to be in fine shape. They got six against the Angels in July. I, I know what you're saying, but but they, you know, June's not going to. I don't think make or break them on the season. I, I think you're right. It will show us on the field what what they're kind of capable of against the big-time talent. Because as you, as you guys know, the, the AL is really separated. I don't think there's anybody that can catch the Mariners other than the Angels. Let's right. say the, the Mariners for that, uh, you know, West or wild card. I don't think, you know, you look at you look at the standings and it's just nobody's 500. And nobody can really get on a run. You know, we keep thinking about Minnesota. It's maybe not going to happen. Tampa Bay, we just saw them. If anybody's good, I talked to Brad Miller about this, they're going to get traded. I mean, they told Colome and Span at the beginning of the year that we're going to trade you guys. You make too much money. If we get good, we're going to trade you. I mean, what a, just a weird place that Tampa Bay is. Right. So I, I just don't see anybody other than the Angels. And, you know, they're, they're four back or five back, right, five back right now. So if you lose some ground in June, like I said, you play them six times mm-hmm. in July, you play them again in September, there's still so much baseball that – that June's not going to make or break them, I don't think. And and back to kind of what we were saying a minute ago, with the M's heading into their tough stretch, and how do you want them to do? The Astros, the stretch we were just talking about with them, went five and six, and and by going five and six, they 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 had a two game lead when that started. They're one game back now. So in other words, if you can play five hundred through this stretch, you're probably not going to destroy any of your chances. If you can be right around five hundred in, in 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 tough games, tough stretches of schedule, you shouldn't right. take yourself out of anything. Absolutely not. And you saw what happened to the Astros again. The, the bullpen kind of blew it a couple times against Boston. We've seen the Angels' bullpen blow it. Um, so the close games, uh, against which you're probably going to play against these good teams, the Mariners, you know, stack up well bullpen-wise. I, I just I, I hope the rotation continues to do what they're doing. I, I feel pretty confident in Paxton and, and Leak's a veteran guy who knows how to get it done. Um, LeBlanc and, and, and Gonzalez have been, you know, revelations. Let's hope that continues. And, you know, now with Felix, I mean, maybe that start was something that really springboards Felix to saying, hey, I've kind of bought into what Mel Stoudemire has been telling me. I kind of get it now. I'm not just going to blow guys away 89 miles an hour fastball anymore. Let's pitch a little backwards, go off speed, pitch the contact. It worked. He got eight innings his last start. And I think he was so excited to see them come back and win. And so excited to see him finally be able to, to kind of understand and, and go back to being Felix, you know, matching Blake, mm-hmm. Blake Snell, zero for zero. Not strikeout for strikeout, but zero for zero. And so maybe, you know, he faces them again his next start in Tampa. So maybe this is the start of something with him. And it, 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 it could be, like I said, it, 
it could be something that we see carry out through the year and, and we have you know just a heck of a summer here. The great Brad Adam from Root Sports uh, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline brought to you by John Howie Steak when nothing but the best will do. You know, go back to Felix and his start that he had on Sunday in which he looked great. And uh, and I hope it's a springboard for him. I think that's been one of the more perplexing things, and, and I get that it's a challenge for him because of where he was at in his career and what type of pitcher he was. And it's But it has taken him. I mean, do we agree? It has taken him a while to – I mean, we've talked about yeah. this. Will he finally give in to Mel Stoudemire? This has been over a year now, and we talk yeah. about this all the time with him. I, I'm a little surprised it's taking him, and I hope this is finally the start that gets him to start believing in it. That if he pitches a different way, throws his breaking stuff because his breaking stuff hasn't changed. It's just his fastball that's right. changed. Um, right. That I guess it's it, it is a little perplexing that it's taken him this long to to say, yeah, yeah, I, I need to go this way. Yeah, well, Felix has had uh, you know several pitching coaches and several managers, and he's been so successful throughout his career. He's always just kind of said. You know, I, I know what I need to do, and I can get it done. And he, he's right, and he has been. Uh, but now, the, you're right, the last year or two where we've seen kind of the innings and the and the and all the pitches take a toll a little bit on that shoulder where he doesn't have the velo anymore. He needs to change things up. And he, he was pretty stubborn. You know, Felix has got a, a pretty big ego, um, which is not a bad thing, certainly when you're a pitcher. And it just took a while for him to see that that he needed to – to, to listen and, and to change things up, and not just on the mound when he starts, but, it, but, but between starts too. He needs to throw bullpens. He needs to look at video more. He needs to do, you know, kind of just different things to c- continue to evolve as a pitcher. And um, he, he looked like he bought in on Sunday. And, and Mel, I know, was really pleased about that, and he keeps talking to Felix. And they looked at video and look at old Felix. Look at this. You know, you're doing things different now. we got to – fix this up, clean this up. And, you know, we saw him still be, you can still be a very good major league pitcher. You know, maybe not a wipeout guy like a Paxson or what he used to be, but a guy that can, can still win, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 games and still be really good like we saw Sunday. It's where having this kind of a year is another plus for them because if the Mariners were stinking it up right now, Felix could stay stubborn and go, hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out on my own and I'm not going to listen to you. Felix is not dumb, and he's looking at what's going on, and for him to be a contributor and to be a part of it, he's got to buy into this a little bit, I think, Brad. I mean, I, I mean maybe I'm putting too much into it, but I, I think the fact that they're winning increases the urgency for him to figure out a way to make sure he's contributing. Because Puck and I have talked about it. It'd be the most unfair thing ever if they were to go out and win the AL West this year and Felix isn't a big part of it. And and based on you know, based on what we've seen so far, you know, he hasn't been great until maybe last last outing, but he hadn't been terrible either. And you know, maybe maybe he is starting to turn the tide a little bit into into becoming what they need him to become, and that winning should fuel that. Exactly, and he said that. And I know that uh, it's been talked about this week, but Sunday, when you know when Kyle Seager went into him after the game and said, "Hey, we're so glad we came back and got you this win. How many one nothing games, two one games have you lost? And now we get this win for you." And Felix understands that, and he knew that he was letting the guys down. He felt bad. He knew that his last couple of turns, he's not been good, and they've been on an incredible roll. And he, you're right, he wasn't contributing like he feels he should, and so. Uh, for him to get that win, win number six, which still leads the team, I believe. Him, Leak, and Gonzalez, I think, all have six wins to to lead the team. And, and now to know that they're in first place, uh, they got a real shot at this, something he's never 
been in. He's never pitched in a postseason game, never really pitched in a season-making game. He's never had that, uh, you know, win and you're in type of thing or win in a postseason that he's craved for, you know, all these years. What is it, 13 years for him, 14 mm-hmm. years? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that he gets it and buys in, and, and he's, uh, he's excited uh, about this year and, and knows that, uh, that, yeah, he needs to uh, kind of come along for the ride, you know, and, and, and enjoy it and, and be a big part of it. Who's been the surprise for you? This year, who's been the welcome surprise when watching this team? Uh, there's probably a, a couple you could point to, but but I think the guy that that we talked about on our show last week, our MVP in May, I gave it to Wade LeBlanc. I mean, a guy who, you know, was going to make a spot start when Erasmo Ramirez got hurt and pitched well, pitched four innings, and next turn goes five, next turn goes six. All of a sudden, six starts. The Mariners are five and one in his starts. He hasn't given up more than two earned runs in any of the starts. Um, he's, he's been fantastic because, you know, when he came in, they, they were thinking, man, if he gives us one, then we'll maybe we can bring up uh, Bergman or we can bring up um, Rander or we kind of rotate that fifth spot. Not the case. It saved him on roster moves. It saved him on arms. It saved the bullpen. I mean, he has been just unbelievably good. He goes tomorrow night in Houston. And, you know, he's a guy where it's kind of the lost art of pitching. Kind of where you change speeds and you just read bats and you heard him you hear him talk about uh, not having great stuff but just understanding how to pitch. You don't see that very often anymore, right. and and it, it's kind of nice to see it. And but, but at the same point, you're you're thinking, man, when are these guys going to start hitting an 87 mile an hour fastball? But they haven't yet, and and you hope it just continues. But I don't think it's it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, this guy knows how to pitch, and and he's really stepped up. So he's probably my my biggest surprise this year. Bullpen had its first shaky back-to-back uh, appearance since uh, we've talked to you last, Brad, and, and then came out of it and kind of leveled off. Okay, bullpens are going to do that. I, I, I kind of liked it. I like seeing them take a punch and 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 show that they can bounce back. Yeah, especially with, with Eddie Diaz. I mean, his last uh, two outings before his saves, he you know gives up four to Texas, loses that game, then gives up one, blows a save but they come back to win. But then he came right back the next two nights, go save, save. Colomay has not given up a run in his four outings. Um, but you're right, bullpens are notorious for uh, being kind of up and down throughout the year. And, and when people, you know, when, when Diaz blows a save, you, you don't really get concerned. Um, Colomay, I'm sure, is going to give up runs, obviously, and you're not going to get concerned there. But Nicasio's gotten so much better. The patience they've had with him, I think, have really helped out. So now you've got guys – with Nicasio and Colome and Diaz at the end. Um, you know, Pazos has been fantastic from the left side. I mean, they've got some, some weapons out there. And if one guy does have a bad ending, they've got a guy behind him who can shut things down. And, and I don't see them – that's why I, I don't see the Mariners having, like, a long losing streak. I mean, I get the offense has not been great since Cano has, has been suspended, but they keep winning. Rotation has been very good. The bullpen has been good. The bullpen, I think, will will not allow them to have long losing streaks. So that's a good sign up as well. All right, be be honest. Was it because of the uh, the humidity in in Houston with your hair? And we all know what humidity can do with hair. Is that is that why you decided not to go on the trip and stay back in Bellevue? I mean, what's what's the well, reason? No, the, no, no. The, well, both yeah. parks yeah. in Houston and Tampa indoors, so the hair is not a problem. Well, but you got to go outside. Is, but, at some but not. Point, Brad. 
I understand. I understand. Uh, no, what, what it is is Angie and Jen and myself all have family in Houston, so we all take uh-huh. one of the one of the trips. So we okay. each get to see his family. There you go. So what you're some, telling some me want, is you don't like your family. Yeah. yeah no. What you know you're what I'm saying. <laughs> Some like their family more than others. Yeah, so we, okay. we each get one trip don't. in to see the family. Yeah. And, and back to me getting into yeah. TV, if I want to get a job at Root, i got to move to Houston, it sounds like, and work yeah. there for a while, and then maybe I'll get noticed. <laughs> That's what I there need to do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, That's good. Go. I'm glad yeah. I know. You can live with... You could live with my brother. Yeah. No problem. He's got a pool. You'll be fine. What's your brother like? I want to know a little bit about him. He's got a pool. He's got a pond. Pond be good for you. Pond pond, pond might be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. How old is your brother? A couple years older. A couple years older. uh, He's going to be 50 this year. Does he have family? He does. Two boys. I got the girls. He got the boys. Uh, It's kind of funny because he knows nothing about sports. (laughs) I I don't need two boys. I, 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 I <laughs> Come on, ten and twelve. Oh Take yeah, him to baseball games. That's you a perfect right in your wheelhouse, there, sounds, Uncle Gas. Perfect. Take him out for for games, and then take him to the bar. Yeah, show him to have, how to play pool tabs. The whole thing. It'd be great. Kids, you want to gamble? Yeah, have a gamble. Yeah. All right, Brad. We'll have a, have a, good luck to you guys here in the next uh, couple of games. Have fun sitting in the cold studio in Bellevue. We'll be watching you this afternoon on Root Sports. We'll talk to you next week with pants on. Thank you, guys. Well, it. a pants optional for Brad. Optional. Yeah, Perfect. optional. All right, All right Brad right. Adam, Root Sports, uh, joining us uh, courtesy there of John Howie Steak. We'll give away 50 bucks to John Howie Steak at 1220. Uh, we'll ask you something that uh, Brad uh, said here in this uh, this segment. And if you are the ninth caller with the correct answer, you get 50 bucks uh, to John Howie Steak. The Sounder, Sounders Weekly Preview is coming up next. Uh, we've tried to avoid it, but uh, we're after going to do it. And uh, Jackson's got the uh, Sounders Weekly tonight starting at 7 o'clock. He'll preview what he's got coming up on the show next.